Hello, and welcome to the Tulane Biomedical Sciences Podcast, where we discuss topics including graduate career development, student resources, and graduate life within the Biomedical Sciences graduate program at Tulane University in historic New Orleans. My name is Wei Wei Xu, the Academic and Career Advisor for the Tulane Biomedical Sciences Graduate Program. I will be your host today. I'm here with Sydney Linfos and Hazel He Zhou. Sydney is a fourth-year Biomedical Sciences PhD student in Dr. Jennifer Manuzak's lab at the Tulane National Primate Research Center. Hazel is a six-year student in Dr. Natsikh Naku's lab at Tulane Department of Medicine. Sydney and Hazel will share with us their study and work experiences within the Tulane School of Medicine and how they like it to pursue their PhD studies in New Orleans. Hey, Sydney and Hazel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What's your hobby? And what attracted you to Tulane Biomedical Sciences? Hi, my name is Sydney. I'm a fourth year BMS PhD student, and I'm doing my dissertation work out of the Tulane National Primate Research Center. I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland, and before Tulane, I got my undergrad at Vassar College. I got a BA in biology and English, so I came straight from my undergrad to pursue my PhD at Tulane. I played sports in undergrad, so I coach lacrosse down here, which is super fun. I really like to read. I like to get out and explore the city. That was a big draw for me to come down here was not just the really strong research program that Tulane had to offer, but also the fact that New Orleans is such a great place to live, and there's so much going on. It's a city full of culture and life that it seemed like a really great place to pursue a further education while also living and immersing myself in a different culture. Hi, everyone. My name is Hazel. I originally from China. I did my bachelor's of medicine from China, and then I decided not to pursue the clinical work. And then I enrolled in the master's program in epidemiology here at the Tulane School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine. And during my master's time, I had a chance to participate in some basic science research and where I found my real passion. And that's why I decided to enroll in the BMS program to pursue a PhD in biomedical science. My hometown is in the north of China. It's snowy and cold. So when I moved to New Orleans, I really love the weather here. It's sunny almost all the year and it's just warm. I don't have to worry about any extreme weathers. How do you find your first and second year classes? How do you like the content? Are they challenging? What is your advice for the Coburn students who are taking them at the moment? So it's been a couple years since I've been in my first and second year classes. I remember when I first came to Tulane and started taking the first year classes, I think for me it was probably a little bit different because I started my PhD program in 2020, so it was a COVID year. So there was the added challenge of everything essentially being online still. But I remember really liking the content. I went to a small liberal arts school where we didn't necessarily have the opportunity to take as many like strictly basic science classes. A lot of my science classes tended to have an environmental skew. So it was really nice to finally come to graduate school and get to take those classes in the lens in which I wanted to take them, in which I wanted to learn about biochemistry and cell biology. So I thought that was really awesome. I definitely thought they were challenging just because I think there is a jump from undergraduate to graduate school. And I'll be entirely honest, I liked my second year classes a lot more than I liked my first year classes because your first year classes in the BMS program, 
are chosen for you already. There is a standard curriculum that everyone has to follow versus your second year classes where you get to take the classes that relate most to your dissertation work. And I was really lucky in that I got to take some electives out of the School of Tropical Medicine and Public Health because my dissertation work is on malaria and HIV co-infection. So it was really nice to get to take some more tropical medicine classes that could help me with the malaria side of things. As for advice for first year classes, I would say the biggest thing I wish I had known coming into the program is that it is okay to change the way how you study. I studied completely differently in undergrad versus graduate school for my exams. And I think it took me some time to realize that things that work for you during your bachelor's degree might not work for you during your graduate degree. And that's okay. And it's okay to change and adapt and do things in a different way. And as for advice for second year classes, I would say really work with your dissertation advisor to pick a curriculum that is going to help your dissertation work. I think that was what has made me so successful and is a big part of my success was taking classes that directly taught me and expanded my knowledge on the work that I was already doing in lab. Thank you, Sydney. And for you, Hazel, I know you changed your background. So oh, yeah, I did that twice. I'm in my sixth year now, but I still feel the first semester was like just happened yesterday. <laughs> and that semester, we we're only taking two two required courses: uh, the advanced cell bio and the biochem. So it was like. The medical school all over again. I pretty much studied the same thing using English, so it's pretty challenging. But the exams were okay, and the professors' lectures they were all good. And then after the first semester's preparation, I feel all the following semester become much easier. And for the coursework, I think for the electives, you have to first check your department's special requirement. If your department is okay, you have the full freedom to choose any electives you like. First, go with your interest, and that interest should serve your research later on. You can even learn something that is not directly related to your dissertation work, but it's a good skill to have. Or choose something that you think you will not have a chance. At all later on in your life, and this is probably your only chance to get to know this topic, and that's also a good option. So, one of the most important aspects of the PhD study is the dissertation advisor. What do you think are the most essential things to consider when choosing a dissertation advisor? For me, I have two priorities when selecting either academic or career tract. It's the number one people. People is part of the environment. That's more important than anything else. The second one is the project. The project has to be something you really you are interested. You know something about, and because you have to work on that project or similar project for years, that's a great investment. So you have to really choose something carefully. And then about choosing the、uh, dissertation advisor, I think. For me, at least for me and my personal experience, being able to have nice conversations with this professor on many topics is a really good sign that you and this professor are a good match. And then, plus, look at the lab environment. If this lab has several people, and then you should look at the the overall environment. If this lab. Everybody is loud and everybody is very outgoing, and you're an introvert. 
and you just like to stay in a corner and do your own things. And apparently, if you join this lab, you will have some hard time to fit in. But if you're still in your twenties, your personality can still change. And keep that in mind because it happened to me. <laughs> I just turned from a、uh, introvert to a people person, which I'm very happy in right now. <laughs> Thanks, Hazel. What about you, Sydney? So, the biggest piece of advice that I was given when I started the BMS program from older students in the program, and the piece of advice I like to give to the students who are just coming in when I have that conversation with them is, pick for advisor, like pick a lab based off your advisor, and the love of your research will follow. And I'll be entirely honest; I got really lucky that I not only love my advisor, but I love the research we do in that lab, and. Maybe they're related, maybe they're not. I think that would be my biggest piece of advice because if you have an advisor who is going to advocate for you, support your career、uh, trajectory and opportunities, will let you do the things you want to do in lab, will let you explore different opportunities, have different learning and education opportunities, career development opportunities, going to conferences, publishing.、Um, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day what your dissertation work is on if you get to have those opportunities. So that's kind of how I approached. Uh, picking my dissertation advisor, and that's how I've been advising other people to approach、uh, picking their dissertation advisor. Because I do think that the environment you're working in, like it's a five to six year program, you really need to like the people, if not love the people you're working with, and it'll make everything so much easier, and it'll make the time fly by, and you'll be able to love what you do because you love the people you're working with. I would also advise incoming students to not be afraid to ask the quote unquote tough questions. So ask a, a potential dissertation advisor. What opportunities will I have in your lab? Do you publish? Do you send students to conferences? What do you envision me doing for the next couple of years? I think being able to ask those questions as well, and having a dissertation advisor who can articulate their answers and their lab mentality and their mentoring mentality back to you is a really good sign as well. After you have chosen a dissertation advisor, you will start your dissertation research. You will then need a dissertation committee. What were your and your dissertation advisor strategies back then in identifying your dissertation committee members? I totally trusted my advisor to give me recommendations, give me a list of names. I picked the ones that I think I will、I'll、feel comfortable working with because you have to choose, select your committee members who can understand your work and give you proper advices. Yeah, I think、um, my dissertation advisor and I took a very similar route. It was definitely a conversation, but I really targeted individuals who I thought had specific expertise to offer to different areas of my dissertation work. For example, we do some malaria work, so I picked a dissertation. I picked a committee member who has expertise in malaria who could potentially advise me on some of the things I might be seeing in my dissertation work related to malaria. So let's talk about preliminary exam. It is one of the most dreaded milestones in the PhD study of many students. How did you prepare for it, and how did you like the experience? Do you have any advice for your fellow program mates? So I actually just finished my preliminary exam in August, so I recently went through this exercise. I didn't not like it. I wouldn't say I liked it either. It's definitely a lot of time. I think for a lot of PhD students, it's probably their first time sitting down writing a grant. For those who aren't aware, our preliminary exam is styled in the form of an NIH grant. So I think for a lot of it, students, it's their first time writing a grant, and I think that was the most daunting part for me was just not necessarily knowing how a grant is supposed to be structured 
and what are the different components that go into a grant. So I think it was a really good exercise in learning what it's like to be in academia and what you would have to do to be an academic. I actually had an idea for a while. I got an idea in one of my elective classes. So that's, I guess, another bonus of your second year classes is it might spark some inspiration for your preliminary exam, which is really nice. Basically, to prepare for it was once I had that idea, I did a lot of literature research. I really went hard on PubMed looking for different topics related to the idea that I had and tried to use some previous literature to guide what I was proposing. Because I think a big thing about your preliminary exam is it doesn't need to reinvent the wheel. It doesn't need to be the most amazing, spectacular idea that anyone has ever seen, but it does need to be able to showcase your ability to uh, think critically and to apply your science knowledge and your critical thinking skills to an idea that is outside the scope of your dissertation work. And I'll definitely be honest, I use my dissertation work to guide some of my ideas about my preliminary exam, which was also really useful. So using previous experiences and previous knowledge to guide what I was looking for when I was doing all my different literature searches. And I think I said, I didn't like it. I think it was a really good exercise in forcing me personally to think in a way that I don't normally like to think. I think it can be really daunting to start. It is an exercise in humility. I think it is a very humbling experience. So I would say don't be afraid. Don't be afraid as you're coming up with ideas to be wrong and to come up with an idea that has been proposed before. That's okay. It doesn't mean that you're incapable of doing your prelim or uh, thinking about anything other than your dissertation work. Yeah, just be comfortable with failure. I think that's the biggest thing with your preliminary exam is be okay with things not going right the first time and your first idea not working out. Be able to pick yourself up and start all over again. What about you, Hazel? For me, the preliminary exam was a very fun experience. One piece of advice is that for the second year students, because if you're in your first year, you don't have to think, even worry about it now. If you're in your second year, especially when you're entering the second semester, and you should start thinking about what you want to do. Uh, at least they have a large scope of topics that you may want to touch on. So my advice is don't be scared because this, an, this is an exam and the exam is not set to fail you. It's to push you to learn more things, right? You don't have to prepare this preliminary exam like your other written exams. They're not going to ask you any questions that requires a lot of raw memorization. You just need to be able to answer the questions with your logic. It's actually a great chance for you to learn the critical thinking, plus make friends. You are new in research, and then you select a topic that you don't really know much, and then you do literature research, and you just mimic, and you find the template of an IH grant, and then you try to write. And then this is a learning process. You have to get help from all kinds of sources. You find online uh, tutorial videos and you read people's blogs. You can even take the critical writing courses or talk to senior people, senior scientists in, in the field and then make friends with postdocs, research scientists, and just show them what you wrote and then ask for feedbacks. I'm sure they're very happy to help you and give their ideas or even have a nice conversation and discussion on some real science stuff. And then later on, you may have a chance to actually turn your preliminary exam 
proposal into a real grant, or even do the experiments related to that, and then turn into an abstract or part of a, a real grant with the permission of your advisor, of course. And this is my case. I just spent two months,、uh, including holidays, that when I was waiting for my dissertation experimental results. I had some free time, so I just did some experiment to test part of my hypothesis, and then those data I turned it into an abstract and I presented in a national conference. It was really a good experience and great chance, and it can give you confidence that okay, I can design and do the research. When you present your preliminary exam. To your dissertation committee, try not to bore them. <laughs> so、um, make your committee enjoy your research, enjoy your、uh, fresh curiosity and a passion about your、uh, chosen research topic. Could you share with us, like, what is like to work at Tulane School of Medicine? What's your favorite part of studying and working here? So I actually. Work at the Tulane National Primate Research Center out in Covington, Louisiana, which is still part of the School of Medicine. It's just a offshoot where we do non-human primate research. I love working out there. That was one of the big draws for the Tulane BMS program for me was the fact that there was a National Primate Research Center that we could potentially do our dissertation work at. I thought that was really really interesting. It is definitely a smaller community out there. We have essentially one research building. There's about I want to say around twenty students right now, so it's a really small, close knit community. Because there's so few of us, we get to know each other really well. So it's incredibly collaborative. We have our own education and training program out there as well that is super in tune with the students and provides us a lot of opportunities to practice presenting, get to know each other, get to know other PIs at the、uh, research center, and learn from them as well, which I think is really awesome. So I think it adds a really、uh, interdisciplinary portion to my PhD to be able to be so collaborative and work so closely with everyone else. So that's been really, really fun to work out there. I would say, as for the School of Medicine and just Tulane as a whole, one of my favorite parts about being a Tulane BMS student is the other students. I think we have such a strong student network, such a great group of graduate students who are really invested in helping everyone else.、Um, I think everyone looks out for each other, which I think is great. That was something that was so stark to me when I came into the program as a first-year graduate student.、Um, I didn't know anyone when I first moved down here. It was like a huge change. Not a lot of people from Baltimore or from where I went to college come down to the South, let alone New Orleans. So it was a really, really great community to step into, and I felt like everyone was so helpful, guiding me through my first and second years. If I can only choose one word to describe the work culture at Tulane, it would be collaborative. Because during the day-to-day -day work, it's really important that you know you have backup, and when you need some help, you can find it immediately. Basically, when we needed like reagent or shared equipment, those things are really available. Just don't be shy. And make a lot of friends, and then talk to people, and you never know. Maybe one day you can get help from them, and you can give them help. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Tulane School of Medicine is a very collaborative environment. So the last question:、uh, We can all agree that New Orleans is a very special place. What is the experience like pursuing your PhD here in New Orleans? Is that 
work hard and play hard? It's funny that you say that because I vividly remember when I first had my interview for this program, one of the PIs who was interviewing me when I posed that question to him, oh, what's it like living and working in New Orleans? He was like, oh, it's great. Work hard, play hard. Um, And I definitely do think that that is embodied by not just the students, but the faculty members here as well, which I think is awesome. I think maybe a little known fact, there are a lot of faculty members who ride in different Mardi Gras parades, which I think is awesome. I think that's so cool. And I think it's super representative of what our program is all about. Some of these PIs who are riding these Mardi Gras parades are like doing some fantastic, amazing research or constantly getting NIH grants. So they certainly embody work hard, play hard. I definitely think that's a huge thing down here. I think New Orleans is a really fun city. I think not only are there a lot of opportunities within our program to get to explore the city, we have a student government that provides a lot of opportunities to do different social events. There's just so much going on in New Orleans. There's constantly a different festival. There's obviously Mardi Gras, which is the big draw. As we mentioned previously, the weather's great, so you can always be outside and go exploring. And yeah, I think it's just an awesome place to do your research because you can go to Tulane and you can work hard in this really awesome collaborative environment where we're all doing really cool science, but then there's the time to unwind and explore and have a really good um, work-life balance. I think work hard and play hard is a good attitude of life, and New Orleans is the place where (laughs) it thrives. So New Orleans has really uh, natural advances in its uh, national reserves. So a lot of parks you can visit and plus the jazz, the hometown of jazz. And if you want to party, <laughs> this is the best place to go. There are a lot of volunteering activities around and you always see a lot of people signing up for it. Is there anything else that you wanted to uh, mention here that our target audience is first and second year um, PhD students? So they are new to the program. They are very curious and then they are also very nervous um, at the same time. So are there any other advice you would want to give to those students? Coming into a PhD program or just graduate school in general is a huge unknown because you've never done it before. So it's okay to be nervous and it's okay to feel like You don't know everything that's going on. It's okay to, quote unquote, like not get everything. That's totally fine and that's totally normal. And that doesn't necessarily make it easier. But I think first and second years should take comfort in the fact that third, fourth, fifth, sixth years have all been there before as well. And they are still in the program and they are still thriving and still doing really well. So there's a bright future ahead. I'll say something, especially for international students. It's always challenging to become the newcomer, especially if this is your first time in the U.S. But I remember many, many years ago, there was a professor who told me something. She said, technically, we're all newcomers to this land, either by immigration or by birth. Learn from other people and you'll be fine. Thank you a lot. These are very good advices. And thank you both for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. The Tulane Biomedical Sciences Podcast received generous support from the Louisiana Board of Regents. This episode was produced by Amanda White, Jenna Cole, Jacob Wilson, and Wei Wei Xu. Technical support was provided by Ian McLaughlin. Follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or your podcast player of choice. Thanks for listening.